0: Welcome to the healthcare and complicated YouTube channel. I have another episode for you and also make sure you check all the previous content, lots of different subjects and interesting topics. Also let me remind you to subscribe to the channel and check all our partners. And today i have a very special guest for you i have roberto ashone is the ceo at the elfware group roberto how are you
1: i'm great uh, thank you joao thanks for having me
0: roberto i'm delighted that you are here we're talking before the recording that we know each other for quite some time and we're talking also about collaboration in digital health so thank you so much for accepting my invite
1: absolutely pleasure
0: And today we are here to discuss a very interesting topic, uh, DTX, digital therapeutics and wearable implications. And the first question that I have for you, uh, Roberto, to kind of educate the audience is what is DTX, digital therapeutics?
1: Yeah, the, the digital therapeutics are, according to the Digital Therapeutics Alliance definition, which we are part of and fully support since the inception, are software-driven interventions that are scientifically validated and are able to have a positive health outcome on the patients that use them. They should be prescribed by doctors and they can come in different shapes and forms and different modes of actions, if you will, ranging from uh, behavioral modification all the way up to maybe the user job uh, Virtual reality in immersive settings uh, to stimulate certain uh, processes, and there are quite a quite a few others. So that's the uh, I would say now globally agreed definition uh, for digital therapeutics.
0: Brilliant! Th- thank you so much for that. So software driven, but also all the innovation that goes around around that. Thanks for that um, uh, definition. Uh, moving on to the second item, uh, how do you see the impact of wearables and these implications?
1: Yeah, uh, let me uh, start from saying that any digital therapeutics uh, needs to be fed by data and generates additional data. This is very important because if you compare with a traditional drug, what happens in the say uh, journey of a drug development? There is a lot of data collections in the beginning, which happens, of course, through clinical trials, which are limited and highly controlled uh, populations. And then, once the drug gets to the market, very little data are collected. You know, um, yes, there is some uh, real-world data that are being gathered more recently, but generally speaking, not that much. In digital, being digital therapeutics, essentially software, um, they continuously produce data and they need data in order to run these algorithms and then provide the outputs to the end user, the, the patient. So anything in the ecosystem around the individual, uh, whether they are active sensor, passive sensors, uh, you know, embedded into wearables and and many other source of data are critical to the functioning of uh, digital therapeutics. And it's important to understand that the mechanic here, the digital therapeutics itself is essentially the software application with the the algorithm, the user interface, uh, the mechanism that keep the people engaged in the usage but that they need to be, as said, fed by data. And the best way in every, every time that is possible to capture this data is to have a wealth of sensors, ideally working passively, that are able to essentially capture this data and send it to these algorithms that they can do their work and return the feedback to the, to the user. So, There's a very intimate connection. And of course, you know, it's not uh, uh, so straightforward to get this right because wearables themselves are, and their own, I would say, solutions, right? And so you might have uh, um, wearables with sensor on them that capture data and already present the data in certain ways. And then on the other end, you have the digital therapeutics uh, applications that need to access this data. And so there is a lot of work around how you connect this uh, subsystem, if you wanna, uh, I would say, consider them uh, in that way. Um, There might be some therapeutics that will end up having their own wearables. I'm pretty much in favor of open ecosystems where you have uh, maybe even commercially, although high quality wearables, uh, and you interact with the data that are able to capture in order to run the algorithms embedded into digital therapeutic solutions. So it's an evolving area, but certainly uh, the two pieces should work together to deliver meaningful solutions to the patients.
0: Brilliant, Robert, thank you so much definitely wearables are an excellent vehicle to bring data but also as you well know they bring their own complexities they are uh, a device in their own right they they have their own data also the interoperability piece is always a very challenging thing I've done lots of studies and research around wearables as you know I'm an advocate of wearables and they present their own challenges in terms of interoperability reliability of data in many many other um, aspects It's a very fascinating conversation Roberto Uh, moving on and what do you think is important uh, uh, to consider
1: I mean you 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 touch on some of these uh, items Uh, if you take a a, a wearable device um, I, I take for granted I mean it's not granted don't get me wrong but we need to assume once we are dealing with a wearable that aspires to feed the, uh, digital therapeutics, that this is, is uh, medically graded, is accurate, the measurements are, you know, uh, follow certain standards, which is not, uh, I would say, automatic. But of course, uh, we need to start from there, because if we start to sample data that are not qualitative, then everything else we do after doesn't make sense. So provided that and and limiting our discussion to the cases where we have those kind of uh, uh, devices, uh, then uh, there are a number of other considerations to be made. Uh, In the interest of time, I'll pick uh, maybe a couple of those. So, the first one is whether these uh, devices are accessible or or not. So, do they provide uh, uh their data in a way that then algorithms that are not manufactured by the wearable you know maker can be can be used um or or or, or the other way around and how we deal with that um i appreciate a wearable device uh, must have ways to present data that is able to collect a visualization but how these data are made available to third-party algorithms, that's uh, a, an open an open topic. And sometimes, if you can do that, there's also how you can do that. Uh, we have been working on certain digital tributaries applications that uh, we're fine with the type of data and the accuracy of the data collection through the wearable, but needed as an example and much higher frequency of data sampling in order to make the algorithm run properly. So that, you know, it's the second topic that I would like to, to, to stress, which is to say not only is important accuracy and, and, and quality uh, of, the, um, of the sensors and the way these data are captured, it's important that these data course are accessible. But then it's also about how you can access, maybe at a lower level, the wearable device in order to um, capture the data, for example, at the frequency you need um, to then you know feed these these algorithms. So there's a quite a lot of work uh, uh, that needs to be done uh, at that level. And of course, wearable can also be seen as uh, distribution platforms. I can see situations where um, algorithms and digital therapeutics intervention that are conceived um, as a standalone might be made run onto wearables platforms, maybe more natively within uh, the wearable ecosystem. So I think this is a evolving uh, uh, scenario, both if you look at this from a digital therapeutics perspective that essentially uh, looks at the wearables as a source of data, but also the other way around as wearable platform. They might look at digital therapeutics and meaningful applications to operate on the wearable platforms, um, and probably we will see both, depending on uh, um, the strategies that we will be built on both sides of the equation.
0: Brilliant. Roberto, thank, thank you so much. That's very fascinating. And also you highlighted the challenges and also these dynamics. Really, really important. We're coming to the end of the interview. I want to thank you for your time, for these amazing insights and your expertise. Um, I have one last item to ask. It's not really a question. I'm looking for a short answer related, sure. to, related to the channel, which is... How can we make healthcare uncomplicated?
1: <laughs> well, I've been focusing on this for those 25 years and uh, I'm not sure I have a very specific answer. Maybe uh, what I can say here is uh, we're gonna focus on uh, true unmet needs that, that people have. There's a wealth of technology and a wealth of innovation, but honestly, it doesn't make uh, much sense unless it's deployed against real issues. So since many years at HealthWare and within our ecosystem, what we are essentially doing is focusing on those pain points, both at a patient level, but also caregiver level, and therefore a physician level, and try to see which technologies, innovations, uh, innovation not only in the tech space, but also in maybe in the process design can be deployed to improve those pain points and i have to say this is proving to be effective and so maybe we will uh, deal with the complexity by taking these challenges kind of one by one and aligning them in the patient value continuum which probably is the most important thing that we should be deal with
0: brilliant roberto thank you so much it's a great way to up. Again, thank you so much for accepting my invite, for being in here. And and it's nice to see you, too.
1: Absolutely. I hope to see you at the next uh, Frontiers Health in November uh, 2023.
0: Sure. I'm going to round up now. Uh, To all our viewers and listeners, I'm going to post Roberto's uh, LinkedIn here, contact details, get in touch with him elsewhere. They have true expertise to share and to help you also make sure you subscribe to the channel to get this amazing content every week and i'll see you all next time